Welcome to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast, where we discuss all things human design and how it can support you and your spiritual journey. This is not a one-size-fits-all podcast. We are here to inspire awareness about how we are all different and help you answer the questions of who am I? What am I here to do? How am I here to do it? You can thrive and live the life of your dreams just by having awareness of your true self. So dive deep with us, get inspired, and start living your life on purpose. Hello, and welcome back to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast with your hosts, Dana and Shayna. We are so excited to be here today. We are recording in person in my office in Ventura, which is honestly, I can't remember the last time we did that. Yeah. Um, Cause normally we record in separate locations. So yeah. being together, we're like pajamaing hard right now <laughs> as we are recording this episode, which just feels so fun. So we're excited. And we're talking about a topic that we have been vibing on yeah. recently. In fact, we're doing a whole new online course this summer called Kiss Goodbye, Your Nine to Five. Oh, and we are here for this course. We have been like, all of our conversations have been geared around this idea of leaving the old work or career that is holding you back behind you because we just feel like this is the most important and impactful thing that we could be talking about right now. Yeah, it honestly, we're so passionate about work and about how we're using our energy and work. It's one of the things that I think impacts all of us the most. And it's the place where we're the most conditioned collectively. Like we all just accept that we work jobs that we hate or that work is supposed to be hard or that you are yourself on the weekends or at night. And that is bullshit. It's bullshit. And that is what this time is about. We've, we're seeing this on such a collective scale with the pandemic, people working from home, people reevaluating if their work is right for them or not. And we have seen in our lives how much our lives have changed by kissing goodbye or nine to fives, by jumping off the cliff, by saying no to work that was unaligned for us. And so this program really is coming from a human design lens, of course, really helping you understand who you are, what your gifts are, what is aligned work for you, how to make this transition, how to really get clarity and make this transition less scary than it probably feels when you're in the thick of it. And when we sit and think like, what is what does the world need the most right now? Where does the world need the most support? It's here. It's with our work. It's with our careers. It's with our purpose. And after doing thousands and thousands of readings, honestly, it's the number one thing we talk about is your purpose and how you're using your gifts. And are you being able to use your gifts in your career life? Because yes, of course, it's important to use your gifts with your family and your friends and with your hobbies and you know your passions. But if you're not using them in your career, that's such a big portion of your life. It's huge. It's the majority of your day. And we're just so conditioned to think that that's fine. Like everyone does that. And it's asking too much to have a work that you enjoy, that fuels you, that nurtures you as well versus you sacrificing yourself for it. Yeah. So in this episode today, we are going to dive into this realm of understanding the conditioning that we have around our career and really exploring why it is like the number one thing that we see that is holding us back as a collective. We're also going to share some of the red flags that you can check in with in what, how you're currently using your energy each day to see if this is something that is really holding you back or not. And, you know, when we think about our own life path, our own journey, like Shayna and I, as a lot of you know, the origins of us discovering human design and creating De Luna actually started with misalignment in our career. Like that was the catalyst for us to find this system and to deepen our spiritual journey. For us, it all started with being in careers that we felt like we were getting a lot of recognition for. But we also felt this like extreme, like love, hate, push and pull, like drama relationship with it because both of us 
going out of college and going into the world and eventually finding our way into like corporate nine to five jobs that felt like they really made sense on paper for us. Like, you know, I can speak for myself. I really chose that like corporate job working as a behavioral therapist for kids on the autism spectrum. I really selected that with my mind. I was like, okay, what am I good at? What makes money? What's a career that seems like it'll like sound successful to my parents and to the people in my life? And I like literally selected that thing with my mind and chose to go back to school and learn more about it. And like every single step along the way of getting that job was literally all from a mental place because it made sense on paper. And I liked the way my ego liked the way it sounded to other people. It sounded successful to me. And I was overriding all of the parts of my daily experience where I was getting these huge internal red flags of like, this is actually not aligned for me. And I feel like I'm getting this recognition for like sacrificing myself or shape shifting myself into something I'm not. And I was really good at it. And I was getting all of this compliments and credit and accolades, but it was like for this false version of myself that I have, I had twisted myself to be something that would get recognition from the people I was around. And I was like dreading going to this job. I was feeling so exhausted and so depleted. And I would basically live for the the conversations where someone said, what do you do? And I got to share what I did because in that one moment, I felt successful. But it was like the lived experience of my day-to-day of how I was getting to help people, but not in a way that my soul wanted to. It was like I became this shell of myself. And I was convincing myself with my mind, like, this is a successful thing. Like this really makes sense for you. Like, you know, all of these things. And I was ignoring my body being so drained and depleted and bitterness that I was feeling in all of these areas. Like, you know, people would say that they really liked me. And then internally, my immediate response was like, but you don't even know me. Right. And that feeling of like, not really being known and seen, but also riding the fumes off of the little pieces of recognition you got, even though they were sort of false, that became my whole world in this job. And it was just this like tornado inside where my life on the outside, I think looked pretty good. Like I was kind of getting my shit together, you know, at least in the eyes of my parents and people in my life. But internally, I knew how bitter I felt, how exhausted I felt, how unrecognized I felt for who I really was. And for me, that was really, you know, all the other areas of my life, my relationship, my romantic relationship, my friends, like I felt really good in a lot of other areas of my life. It was literally this career zone for me that was like the most like tormenting my soul on, on in this very like internal way. And I don't think people outside of me really knew that. For me, it was such a kind of internal struggle. So like that was really my catalyst into human design. And Shayna, of course, had her own complete story with her career at the same time. Yeah, it's so interesting hearing you say all of that because it's those ways that we contort ourselves and our mind convinces us it's okay. Mm -hmm. Like that's normal or you just need to push through it and then you'll, you know, get to some elusive other side that will be okay eventually, or you'll just be so numb to it that um, you'll accept it. And that must be what everyone else is doing. And it's so interesting because out of these jobs, you know, your career and then, and my previous career, there's so many parts of it that I'm grateful for, right? That I got so much out of. And we've both worked with special needs for years. And we always say that we feel that everyone should at some point in their life work with special needs because you learn so much and you gain so much compassion and understanding and empathy and also character building. And there's this resilience and also this like love that just naturally builds in that space. So I know like, and I've heard you talk about it so many times, like the, the gifts that you got out of that time too. Mm -hmm. And, um, and absolutely. And so it's not to say that just because you're gaining something from your work, that shouldn't be the reason why you are doing that job. And I think it's confusing because the parts of it, like I was helping people, But in this container that was so limited, 
where I wasn't really able to like share with my unique insight or like the unique tools that I thought were really going to help. So it's like, I was feeding off of like, I love being able to help people. That's why my mind was like, it makes so much sense. Right. And like, it really seemed like a great fit for me because I wanted to be this work in like the realm of psychology and supporting other people and seeing people for who they were as individuals. So it's like, you cling on to the parts of it that you do love and you ignore these like maybe deeper parts that's like, yeah, but is this really worth it? And it's like, you can convince if there's parts of it that you love and there's parts of it where you're using your gifts, it's easier to convince yourself to stay for longer, even though on like a place that exists deeper than the mind, you know that it's not the perfect fit for you. And I think that that makes it harder. Like when I had a job that was totally wrong for me, at least I was like, okay, I know that what you're doing is totally wrong for me. But when I had a job that seemed really right for me and there was parts of it that were such a gift, it made it harder. Oh yeah. So much harder. It's so interesting. So my career with, I worked with um, a girl with special needs for four years and that was really intense and amazing, but also exhausting. And when I left that job, I then left it to go do a administrative assistant job at an architectural firm. And I was thinking like, okay, I'm, I'm going to like work here and like build myself up. And I love architecture. I love design. Like I'm, I'm really smart and like, I can figure shit out. And, (laughs) and I went through the interviews, all the things, and then, you know, had to leave this job that I'd been at for four years, which feels like a breakup. And I think that people don't talk about that. Leaving a job is almost harder. I would say than leaving a relationship sometimes depending on the job, because they don't, it's not like there's this like, uh, it's like you're you're then losing all your coworkers who become like your friends or your family even. You're then losing like that approval of your boss. It's like now you're like the bad one that they all talk shit about after you leave. It's like, oh, that must have been something that Shane had put into practice. <laughs> it's like you become the person that is blamed because that's just what happens in these dynamics of work where they're just trying to shift blame to like yeah, move forward. Scapegoat. Yeah. I'm the scapegoat. And I've seen it happen with people who have left while I've been there. And like, it just becomes easy to be like, no, oh, that must've been something they did. Like, let's move forward. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, there's a lot that goes into it. So leaving that job was really hard for me. And I went into you know, this new job at this architecture firm and literally the first day on the job, it was like, you have to go around and make sure that they all have pencils, like that none of the pencils are running out or like any of the colors. And then you come back here after you've done your rounds with all the architects. And then you sit at this desk and you look at these reports and you go to Excel and you put everything that all the numbers that they gave you, you put it in the graph. And I literally lied about that on my resume. Like, I did not know how to use Excel, but I was literally like, I'll figure it out. And I literally sat there and was thinking like the feeling of dread, like this was a mistake. This is not my life. What did I just do? Holy shit, I'm going to die. And I went on my lunch break, walked down the street to a sushi restaurant and sat there by myself at the counter literally couldn't even eat because I was so distraught and and upset and finished out the rest of the day, which felt like 200 years. And then <laughs> went home, called my like, not rep, but like my hiring agency or whatever that got me this job. And I was like, I can't, I can't go in tomorrow. I'm so sorry. Like fire me from all the things. I don't exist anymore. Like tell them I died. Like literally I'm not going. <laughs> and, and, and literally that was like the end of that relationship too. And so I was starting from literally ground zero, no job. I just left a relationship that I'd been in for five years and like literally the week before. So I burned my whole life to the ground where I moved in, like my best friend took me into her bed in her one bedroom apartment. And I literally slept in her bed for six months and 
that in that time, like after two months, I was the whole time searching for jobs, searching for whatever I could get. And I came across this personal assistant job that I went to meet with the person and it was great. And I had so much recognition in that interview of like, like, and it was felt like such a good fit and it was in Malibu and it was gorgeous. And I was like, okay, I'm doing this. This is great. Let me just jump in. I'm desperate. I need whatever I can get. So I did. And really quickly within that job, I moved up within this company that had, you know, this, this owner had like 10 different companies and I moved up within that so fast to where I was running departments and then I was taking over projects and then I was uh, planning events. And then I was like, literally became the director of operations within a few years. And I was hiring people and firing people. And I was no longer, you know, I was hiring the assistants and I was getting so much recognition from a place of like, I I went to that other job thinking I can just figure it out and like rock this and I'll be great. And I absolutely could not (laughs) to this place of like, okay, I wasn't wrong. I wasn't wrong about myself. Like I can figure shit out. I am scrappy and I am really capable and a fast learner. All of that is true. I mean, I'm a two, four, I have this natural side of me and I didn't know any of this then of course. And so I was getting so much recognition in this, job. And there were so many parts along the way where I was exhausted, where I was burnt out, where I was overextended and where I was feeling like I just have to keep going until I am, you know, until I hire all these other people, or I just have to keep going until I, you know, get moved into this role and then I'll be, you know, whatever. Um, I always had these like out of reach goals that felt like once I get there, then I'll be able to not, you know, work so hard or I'll, I'll feel better. My health will feel better. I'll, I'll feel like this isn't so hard to do. And I was ignoring that completely all the time. And so it's so hard, you know, when you're getting that bit of recognition and actually a lot of recognition, but not for the things that you actually love and enjoy. And there were so many times in this, you know, these years that I was working there that I was feeling like my insight and my fascination was being intrigued and being sparked. But then there was just so much that that I had on the other side of it, like sitting at my desk, looking at the clock, like it's three and I'm done with my work, but I have to sit here until five. Like literally I have to sit here like a child in timeout at my desk until the clock runs out at five, even though I'm the boss, even though I am fascinated in this work that I'm doing, even though I'm dreaming up new aspects of this and like they're benefiting and making so much money and I'm not at all. Like, even though I'm really valuable, I have to sit here and time out every single day until the clock hits five. And then I can get in my car and drive an hour home and then be so exhausted that I can't even make dinner. And I'm literally tomorrow, I have to come back and do the same thing. Like that moment for me was huge. And like something has to change. So, and I think that that experience, I wanted to share that whole story. And I love hearing your story too, Dana, because I think that when you hear the like overarching story without all the details, it's like, oh, must be nice. Or like, it must've been like really, you know, there's just not as many factors involved. Involved. It's like easier to kind of brush over the experience. And then you're in it, in the weeds of like the day-to-day. And it feels like it's just too much to take on or untangle or like tackle or overcome or figure out. And so I'm just going to stay where I am because it's not like horrible. I am getting recognition. And like so many people would love to have this job. Like this would be somebody's dream job. So many people would love to make this amount of money. And I'm selfish for saying that I don't want this. I'm ungrateful. And 
it's true. So many people would love that. And then they would thrive there and it would, it is an alignment for them. And you're keeping them from that alignment because you're keeping yourself from that alignment because now nobody else gets to come in and take this position because you're holding it down out of scarcity and, and fear. And so knowing that it's, it is a big mountain to climb. It does require a lot of bravery and courage, but human design for us was the catalyst that gave us the tools that we needed to navigate this in a way that didn't feel so lost Mm -hmm. or so scary. It was like, okay, I've been experimenting with this. I've been using this system. I know who I am. I know what my gifts are. I know what I'm, what I have so much clarity around what is next. And for us, of course, that was human design, but That's not, we've seen this time and time and time again. We've helped numerous, countless clients with making a transition in their career. And I just can't help but feel like the time is now. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're feeling stuck in your work, or even if you know someone that is stuck in their work, like your partner or your best friend, you know, knowing that you're not alone or they're not alone, I think that's huge Mm -hmm. because that is what this time is for collectively is saying, hold on, this isn't working. Like this isn't working for me. And there has to be more to life. There has to be more for my life as an individual. What do I individually need? And my individual needs are not selfish. That's literally what this new paradigm is. And my individual needs actually provide for the collective, actually support the collective, actually can be in connection and symbiotic connection with my community and with my friends and family. And so if you're feeling that call, I just want to say it's okay. And like, we've been there and so many millions of people on the planet are there right now. And that urge in you to honor your individual needs that is a sign that you are a new paradigm leader. You're here to help us make this collective shift of what we accept as work for us and what we accept in our literally 40 hours, if not more, of our week, every single week. And does it serve you as an individual? Yeah, I love it. And you know, with this topic of career, the more we sit with this energy and also get feedback from our community. Like, what do you need our support in? And really listening to the voices of the individuals in our community, the more we're like, oh my gosh, this career zone is literally the biggest zone of conditioning. And we, we've just been bombarded with this like over and over again in the last couple of months, which is why we felt so passionately about creating this course in this realm. But, you know, with your career zone, it's like, we have grown so much in the last, let's say even just 100 years or 50 years or 20 years. Like we really are evolving and we're seeing that in real time. Even just in my life, you know, being able to see the way that we're really changing how we look at a lot of our different constructs in our society. We're really shifting those and opening up. And with this career zone of life, it was like in our own personal experience, having this career, you know, if we had a relationship that we didn't like, and we brought it to someone in our lives, that was an elder to us, someone that we admired and look up to like a family member or someone that, you know, offered us wisdom and guidance in our own personal lives. If we said, Hey, I'm really unhappy in my career. I would get this feedback, like leave that person, you know, unhappy in your relationship, unhappy in my relationship. They would say, leave that person, you know, trust yourself and do what's right for you. And I would get this feedback from the elders in my life, honor yourself in your relationships. And I'd be like, okay, great. And same thing with my friendships. I'd be like, you know, my friend, this is happening. They're like, you know what? Honor yourself in your friendships. And like, thank you. And then I would bring my career up to my elders. I'm really unhappy in my career. And they'd be like, oh yeah, that's just how it is. It was like all these yeah. other zones in my life. I would bring it to my family members or whoever. And they'd say, change it, honor yourself. This is the one zone in your career that they'd be like, yep, that's it. And, so true. And I love that you said elders. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because my elders. Like, you but know, it's true. my aunts yeah, yeah. and uncles and even like the wise people in my life that had lived all of these years and that had all of this wisdom, people that I would look to for advice and guidance and, uh, and gave me such great empowering advice in every single realm except for career. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just me and other people have different experiences. I mean, definitely probably they do, but 
in my own personal experience, it was like this one area, it's okay to not honor yourself and to hate your life. And this is the area that you spend the most time in. I think that that's a really common experience. And also I think that, yes, there's a part of it that when you're young, you know, 17, 18, 19, like where it's like, just put yourself out there and like, go get a job and, you know, learn as you go. And you get a lot of life experience out of that. And that is really valuable. Um, However, I also think that there's a part of it that's like, oh, okay. So now you're not happy in this job. You've learned a lot. Like, okay, great. Now's the time to change. Mm -hmm. And instead of like, yeah, that's just how it is. But like, you need money. And, you know, how are you going to pay rent? And then bringing up all these fears in, in your mind and and it traps you there. And before you know it, you've been there for five years and you're like literally hating your life. And that's where I, it's like, it's out of love. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times it's mostly out of fear. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. Okay. So let's talk about finances. So, so far when we've been talking about work, we've been really talking about kind of like the social connections that are there and our time that we're spending there. But let's get into the realm of finances. And I think for so many of us, this is also one of the areas that has the most conditioning, the most baggage, in general, probably the most fear. And it's important to think about this and to talk about this because with the time that we are in right now, with the way that our society works and is currently built, finances are a undeniable part of our human experience. Pretty much, no matter what kind of lifestyle you have, you still need money to navigate through this modern time. And that's not the same thing with romantic relationships or starting a family. And yes, we love, absolutely love using human design when we talk about parenting, when we talk about romantic relationships. Definitely. We love those things, but also it's like, those things are kind of like an option. Like some people decide to have a romantic partnership. Some people don't. Some people decide to have a family and have kids. Some people don't, but no matter what, it's pretty much not really a choice to have money in your life and to use money because of this time that we're born into. So for this reason, it's so important to be focusing on our empowerment around finances and money, because that sort of sets the foundational level for all of the other things, for all of the other choices in our lives. So with, you know, finances being so directly connected to our work, and when we self-sacrifice ourselves in our work, when we're out of alignment in our work, for the sake of earning money, earning finances, we don't realize that that self-sacrificing energy, that misalignment, decreases our abundance. And even though leaving a steady job that earns this income in the moment seems like crazy and like it's not going to be sustainable and like it's going to be taking away, what we're not looking at is the sustainability over time and how actually when you are dwindling your energy forces, when you are navigating out of alignment to earn money, you put yourself into this trap where you really are decreasing your ability to receive abundance or to align with the abundance that is meant for you, that's waiting for you on your true life path. Yes. And, you know, there definitely is a thing about being ready to leave or take a a leap with your finances. Um, Because of course, it's like you just shared, finances is so important and it's so scary to leave behind steady income, especially when you have people who depend on you. So people might be listening right now, like, or you might be listening right now feeling, okay, yeah, like that sounds nice, but literally I can't. And that's where clarity comes in. If you do not have clarity on your energy on what is aligned for you, on your gifts, on what is lighting you up or you are fascinated in or what your urges are telling you. If you don't have clarity, then you're not ready. And that's okay. It's not about being ready to like literally put in your notice tomorrow. It's about knowing, okay, my work is unaligned. Let me just say that out loud. Like, I am not aligned to my work and this is draining me or this is not my life. And that claiming that al- that alone is the first step. And then going to really decondition 
really get clarity. So that way, when you are ready, you well, actually, this kind of helps you to get ready, then you can take that step and jump off that cliff and create that project or apply for that new job or whatever the, this transition leads you to. But I just want to say that finances, there's so much around manifesting, around the energetics of money. There's so many things that you can do. And we talk about this a bunch in different episodes on the podcast. So you can dive into that realm of manifesting more abundance in your life. But really getting clear on the work that I'm doing right now, even if I made, you know, an unlimited amount of money doing it, would it be worth it? Would this work be like the amount of hours that I have to pour into this? Is that worth my life? Because that's ultimately what you're sacrificing is your life. You came here to thrive. You came here to learn and teach and dive into all of life's juicy magic. And if you're not doing that, like why, why are you here? And I know that sounds depressing and it is. And I think that, you know, when you're working a job that you hate, it is depressing and you feel stuck. And you feel like, what am I doing with my life? And that, yes, can be a place that you can keep yourself. And it's scary, but it's also a place that you can say, oh shit, okay, how do I get clarity? And I do need to make a change because this is my life and I'm taking the reins. And yes, this requires so much courage and bravery, but it is so worth it because it's literally what you came here to do. And collectively, that is the shift that we're all here to make. So it is no coincidence that you chose to be born in this time. Literally, this time is the time that we're redefining work, that we're redefining how we show up and give our energy to other people. And of course, there's magic in in this process, right? This is alchemy. This is transformation. Is noticing, oh, I don't like this. How do I shift? How do I transform this? And of course, you could be doing work that you absolutely love and still feel like something's off. And then it's just about knowing, okay, let me get clarity. So I'm ready to make the tweaks that I need to make. So that way it does feel fully aligned. So even if you're not feeling like I want to quit my job, that's okay too. There's so many nuances within our work and it's going to be so individualized based on your own experience. But knowing that it's up to you to sift through that and finance is going to be scary for literally every single human on this planet, unless you're like freaking born as a billionaire, Um, then there's going to be other shit that you're navigating. That's scary, right? Like literally... Finances is going to be scary for everyone. So knowing, okay, how can I be there for myself and see myself and honor myself? Even if that change takes place in two years or in five years, the clarity that you gain along the way is worth it. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. And we talk about like what we're doing on this planet as a collective. And we talk about us as human beings, how amazing we are and how capable we are to create so much change. Like the fact that we have so much energy in our body to move matter and to co-create this world. And the fact that our perspectives and our minds like shape this world and shape our future. Like when you really think about the highest potential of who we are as individuals, we are amazing. Like we are amazing. And there's so much of our bodies and our energies and our gifts that are untapped because we've been sacrificing ourselves for this rat race of like finances. And, you know, I just wanted to say that when we think about finances, it's called currency. And you think about the word current is literally like energy or electricity, which is what we are. And so our currency runs on the way that we choose to use our energy. Our currency runs on the attention and focus that we place in our lives. And when you start to kind of take back your power there and realize like there's something bigger on this planet that we're here to do than just pay our bills and, you know, pay our bills in a way that takes up all of our time where we don't have time on the weekends to then do things that we actually love because we're just tired from using our currency in this way that doesn't serve us, but it also doesn't serve the collective. 
right? So really understanding that the most powerful thing that you can do in a spiritual sense to really be alive is to reclaim your currency, which is your energy use and or your focus. And, you know, when we talk about this new paradigm shift, we often say that generators and manifesting generators, the sacral beings of this planet that make up about 75% of us are really the ones at the center of the shift. And the reason that we say that is because 75% of the planet has this currency, this current, this energy, this life force energy to do and to build and to reshape our planet, to create out of you know what was never before, but to actualize into this world, a new earth. So for the 75% of the planet that are sacral beings, reclaiming your currency is the most radical act that you could do of love for this universe mm-hmm. and love for yourself. It is so important to recognize how much power you actually have and to care about how powerful you are because sacrificing your own power, dwindling your own power source, it's not only the biggest act of mis, you know, abuse that you can do to yourself. It's also the biggest act of robbing the world and the universe of your highest potential. Mm. I have full body chills as you're saying that because it's just so important. It's so important. And it's, it almost like breaks your heart because so many sacral beings get taken advantage of and just have been told throughout the ages to put your head down and work and just, you know, because you can do it, you have to, and to dwindle out your light and how that's the, the the thing that the world needs the least. Right. And so it's, it's the time is now. And I think a lot of people like the fear can come up like, okay, if everyone really is not doing the things they don't want to do anymore. Like who's going to do the plumbing and who's going to like, you know, dig ditches. And this question of like, if everyone genuinely does what they was aligned for them, first of all, will the, where, will there be enough people to do all the things that we need to get done? Like that question comes up. And it's so interesting because like in our own experience with day Luna and with our team members on day Luna, It's like, if nobody wants to do a certain task anymore and people bring it to us, like, Hey, I'm overdoing this thing. I don't want to do it in this way. Then we look at that task and go, Oh, okay. How can we remove this task or change it or, you know, create a different solution where then it feels aligned for us to work in this way. So oftentimes when someone doesn't want to do something, it's an opportunity to innovate and to shift and to make things better. So for all of the people that are doing jobs that they absolutely hate, if those people stop doing those jobs, we will find a new opportunity, a new place where we can innovate and actually make the world better in a way that serves all of the individuals on this planet. So that's actually a positive thing to happen. Plus you would be surprised what how many different people love doing different things that you hate doing, Yeah, right? So you're convincing yourself, oh, nobody wants to crunch numbers and look at data. Guess what? There are other people who love that beyond anything else. It's like a kid in a candy shop for them to be able to look at numbers and facts and figures and organize that stuff. And you saying that nobody likes this, so I have to self-sacrifice myself for that. It's just not true. And also saying, okay, if nobody wants to work in this, you know, coffee shop or whatever it is, like there's no, then we can't have coffee. Like that's not true either. We'll find a new solution, a new innovation that frees everyone. And actually it leaves the world a better place. If you start saying no, and everyone starts saying no to the shit that we don't want to do anymore. Yeah. And saying that nobody wants to do something is coming from a place of limiting beliefs um, and fear, but also selfishness of like, of saying like, oh, everyone wants to do what I want to do. Um, it's not coming from a place of differentiality of really knowing like, okay, other people have different interests than me. Other people have different passions, have different gifts than me. And my gifts are just not aligned to do this specific thing. Mm -hmm. So it's needed. It's needed. And yes, it's going to be messy and yes, it's going to be scary. And yes, it's going to be unknown, but that is the beauty of life. And that's the journey that we're all on together. So when that pops up, 
know that it's kind of built into us from our conditioning throughout the ages. But literally that every time that you just kind of like swap that away of like, oh, that's a limiting belief. It's going to be figured out. It's going to be sifted. This is what we're here to do. Yeah. It transmutes that energy. Yes. Okay. So we want to share some red flags that you can look out for in your current career that really indicate to you that you're doing something that is really going against your nature. Um, I just wanted to say before we jump into those that we are in Shayna's office and all three of the dogs are in here right now. And Shayna's dog, Luna, is so stinking cute. I cannot handle her. Like as we're talking about these like big human issues, like the collective, like how are we going to change the world? And like, how are we going to be of service to like really make it happen? And like, and Luna is just like laying backwards with like her belly in the air, like the, like literally a stuffed animal belly up. And she has (laughs) no cares. She doesn't care about this conversation. She doesn't care about being of service to the planet. (laughs) Like she is really just living in this moment. And I just wanted to say that it's a sweet reminder because this conversation is really important and it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be like draining to even think about our finances or our work or our life purpose. Like sometimes we place this importance on it because it is important, but that, that importance starts to feel like heaviness. And the truth is what we're really talking about is freedom. What we're really talking about is releasing that heaviness and feeling free to be who we are and to be our brilliance and And to be belly up, be belly up, like no care in the world. And I just wanted to say, like, I thought that was kind of a message for me as I'm speaking. So she is living her purpose. And also we're like all impacted by it because here she is having like a feature (laughs) on the podcast. She literally just let herself be seen. I don't know for pinkness. I don't know why, but Luna looks like an animatronic. Yeah, she does. Dog. So like, you know, in like old 80s movies where they have like an animal, but it's like a puppet and yeah. it's mechanical and it Or like moves. on all the Disneyland rides. It has a yeah. perfectly pink, like fake looking tongue that's yeah. kind of plastic and its eyeballs like move from left to right in its head. Luna literally looks like the cutest little like fake animatronic woodland creature. Yeah, that's her. Yeah, we'll we'll post a a photo in the show notes. Always do that. (laughs) Too much work. Um, But you know, just use your imagination. (laughs) Okay, so red flags for the types. Yeah. Um, If you're obsessing about your dog, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So first we want to start with manifestors. And, you know, this is, these are broad categories, right? There's good, there's so many red flags based on your design. Your design is so intricate and so specific, which is something that is really important to us to address in this program that we created because we want it to actually help you to get clarity based on your design. So we go there in a deep way with your specific energy and we geniused the hell out of this program to make it not super time consuming because we know that you're busy, but also life changing and giving you the clarity and impact that you need. So, anyways, this is just talking about the types of red flags that you might see, but there are so many red flags that you might see based on your design that go so much deeper than this. And that's why with this online course, we're opening the doors and then closing the doors. And so we'll have a group of people that we go on this journey with because we're going to take each and every single person's individual design and tell you so much specific energy about you as an individual, which sometimes we don't get to do in broader categories because everything is so specific. So we're really excited to go deeper in that course with like specific layers of your energy, but also this type is something that is so helpful too. Yeah. And I just want to say on that note, um, we are opening the doors. We're going to be sending out an email with all of the information And also it'll be posted on our Instagram. So if you're not following us there or subscribe to our newsletter, you can do so on daylunalife.com or on Instagram at dayluna to get all of that information because the doors are going to be open and then we're going to close them. We're going on a 10 week journey. This is a 10 week program to really help you get this clarity. And even if at the end of it, you're not wanting to, you know, quit your job yet, you're not ready. That's okay. Even if you are wanting to, you know, just get clarity on 
this transition of like what work is aligned for you. Or maybe you're not working right now and you know that you're wanting to go into working, but you want to make sure that it's aligned. This is great for that too. Even if you're currently a business owner, but you just feel like it's not quite aligned, this is a great program for you as well. So really this is any for anyone that is wanting to make a transition to more aligned work in any way, this is what this program is for. And it is 10 weeks, but we are, we're going there and it's not so time consuming that it's impossible to do. It really is something that you can tackle and see major change in your life. So keep an eye out for that email. It's called kiss goodbye, your nine to five and stay tuned on Instagram for the exact dates that we open the doors and close them. Yes. Okay. So red flags for the types for manifestors, freedom is so huge as a theme in your life in general, but specifically in your career, having freedom, feeling respected to have enough autonomy to manage your own time and manage your own energy is so crucial. So we want to talk about these red flags in the little moments, like things to really look out for. That is a big indication that this job or this career, the way that you're currently using your energy is just not it. And so that red flag for manifestors is if you feel like your time is being micromanaged or like you are being kind of babysat in the way that you work on things, or like you don't have any, you're not respected as an adult enough to like manage your own time or like leave early when you're done or, you know, push something back a day. If you're not feeling well, if you feel like you are just so trapped in to a schedule, um, that is a huge red flag that this thing is not right for you. It doesn't matter if you're getting to use all of your gifts. It doesn't matter if you feel like um, you're getting to create a lot. If you feel like your time is being micromanaged in a way that makes you feel disrespected as the powerhouse you are, that's a red flag. Yes. So it doesn't mean that you need freedom in every single aspect of your job. Although that would be, you know, ideal that you have complete autonomy of what you're working on and when, but even if in you feel like you really are aligned with your work, but you're feeling that you're just completely micromanaged with all of the little things, that's a red flag, a huge red flag. So looking at those small moments and then of course, informing, saying it out loud to the universe, to your coworkers, to your boss, to your friends, to your family, that feels scary. But it's so, it's the thing that helps relieve that tension to create change. Yes. Okay. So, the red flag for manifesting generators, this might sound obvious, but the biggest red flag is if what you're doing feels monotonous. And the reason we wanted to say this, even though it might seem obvious, is because it really is this indication of like, oh, this is not something that's right for me. And my husband, Jared, being a manifesting generator, he's a professional climbing guide, a rock climbing guide. And before we knew human design, he had been doing only rock climbing guiding in the exact same location, all of his days, all of his time for years and years. And then when I discovered he was a manifesting generator, I'm like, what? This doesn't make sense. Like, why aren't you doing other things too, or like other locations or other way, you know, why do you only have this one thing that you've been saying yes to every single day over and over again for years and years. And once I said that to him and gave him just that permission and like that red flag, like raised up in his mind, like, oh, I didn't even know it was an option to create more variety and diversity and create that diversity through all of these different ways. It honestly was like the biggest jumping off point in his entire path to get this red flag. You know, he was so unconscious of the fact that it was monotonous for him because he just thought that that's the way it needed to be. So looking for that feeling of monotony, like, oh, I have to go to the same location again. I have to do the same paperwork again. Like that really is your red flag. Yes, I love that. And, you know, for generators, it's really the red flag is feeling too tired to even go to that job or go show up at the office or answer that email or go do that, that task. And I say that because at the end of the day, after doing work that you love, you might still feel tired and like you just want to crash into bed. Um, but if you feel like on your weekends, 
you're still tired and on your days off, you feel like you're just burnt out and dredging through the mud. If you feel like you wake up and going to work, you feel tired and exhausted. That is a major red flag that this work is not aligned for you because you are designed to be waking up and energized to do the things that you're doing that day and energized on the weekends. You're generating more juicy, exciting life force energy by the things that you're using your energy on. So you still, at the end of the day, are designed to crash into bed and have used up all your energy. But starting the day, you're designed to be starting the day with energy that feels excited, engaged, ready to jump into the day versus like, oh, I have to jump into the day. And this is obviously not true for projectors, reflectors, manifestors. Um, it's, this is really a sacral being thing for generators and for manifesting generators. If consistently over time, you're not waking up with a full tank, you need to look at what you're doing. That's a big red flag. Whereas if you're a projector, you could be in love with what you're doing, but your energy is designed to be inconsistent. So some days you wake up and you're like, all right, let's do this. Other days you wake up and you have that, that kind of inconsistent energy flow. But as a generator or a manifesting generator, if you don't resonate with like, you know, you're supposed to be the most energized type and have this consistent energy, it's really time to get real with yourself about if what you're doing is actually something that's misaligned for you. And I want to highlight that word consistently showing up in a way that you feel exhausted. Um, Because of course, there's going to be things that you're like, oh, I don't want to have to do this thing. And that's okay to happen from time to time and, you know, once a week or whatever it is. But if it's consistent for you, that's how you're feeling every single day. That's where it's a big red flag. So really checking in with that. So the red flag for projectors is getting that recognition for something that doesn't feel like the real you, right? As Shana and I shared in our stories, that was our red flag. It's like, yeah, I'm good at doing this and I enjoy getting that recognition. And honestly, I'm only doing it because I like getting the recognition, but I'm not doing it because it's the real me. I'm not doing it because this comes straight from my zone of genius and who I really authentically am. I'm doing it for the recognition. And that recognition is dangerous because you can, you get so kind of like eye off of it, if you will, that you can go from recognition to recognition and it almost can get you through, but then it's not sustainable and the floor falls out and you realize that you're running on fumes, burning the candle at both ends. So really check in with this recognition that I'm getting in my job, if I'm getting it, is it because it's really coming from the true me? And am I doing this thing because I want to, because it's aligned for me, because I love it, because my authority guides me to this? Or am I only doing this because I'm looking for it, seeking that recognition and external validation? Yeah. And I just want to say that, you know, with that recognition that I was giving myself of, I can do this, I can figure it out and make shit happen that I was craving and feeling in that first job that I mentioned. And then I proved to myself and recognized myself in the second job that I had that, oh, I can figure out anything and make it happen. That recognition that you give yourself, is it actually aligned within the work that you're doing or is the work that you're doing like actually a part of who you are and what feels right. And I say that because I, what I learned the most out of that job was that I can figure out anything. I proved it to myself and then having human design to show me in my chart, specifically with the languaging, you literally can figure out any roadblock and overcome it and figure out what resources are needed and have be this dreamer person that can make shit happen having that languaging made it like, oh, I don't have to keep pushing here. I don't have to keep proving this to myself or recognizing myself in this area because I have it in my human design chart. I have this languaging and I can let that go and actually find the place that I want to be recognized that actually fascinates me, that feels aligned and honors my whole being. So I wanted to share that because I think it's important because with recognition is a tricky thing to see and identify and really pull apart as a projector in our work. And work for projectors is one of the biggest things for us because our energy is inconsistent, because we are designed for success, because we're designed to only work two to four hours a day. It is like the biggest dilemma. And so knowing that 
starting to observe, okay, am I getting recognized for who I really am, for the gifts that I really, it feels so fascinating for me to share? Am I getting to guide in the way that I really want to guide? Or am I guiding in the way that I have to guide? And I'm getting recognition for being good at that. Really checking in with that stuff. And if also it's a red flag, if you're not getting recognized at all in your work, you're working a job where you literally feel like you're not getting recognized. You There's no room for you to guide. There's no room for your insight whatsoever. That's also a red flag. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for reflectors, your red flag is if you are having health and digestive issues, you're just kind of like feeling off and bad in general. That means that you've been spending time around environments that are not aligned and healthy and authentic. Yes. So checking in with your body, how is your body feeling? Is it feeling stuck? Is it feeling depressed? Is it feeling unhealthy? Is it feeling toxic? Is it feeling just like blah and dimmed down? Or are you feeling excited and vibrant and surprised and like every day gets to be different? And also checking in with, do I feel invisible in the place that I work or do I feel valuable? in the place that I work? Do I feel like I'm getting to get in there and just be with it and be present? Or do I feel like I'm just in the background and completely unnoticed? Those are really big red flags. So you are the kind of uh, flag that is <laughs> that is showing you if your work is aligned or not. And then your body, your is, body the flag. is your body is the flag, <laughs> green flag or red flag or rainbow sparkle, like a unicorn flag, <laughs> um, really checking in with that. And of course it might change day to day, but if it's consistently showing up for you every single day that you just feel unhealthy and stuck and bogged down and not happy, that is the red flag that it's time for a shift and to get some clarity and to be in different environments. Yes. So thank you so much for being here with us in this conversation. We really feel like this is the most important conversation to be had right now. We're so into it. And because of the career that we've been able to create for ourselves with the awareness of our design, we just know that it's possible. Like we see now the way that it can work for all individuals in this world to be aligned, to do work and to use their energy in a way that is purposeful, that is aligned with their soul's path for them, that is in harmony with the collective. This is how we create a new earth. This is how we shift the paradigm. And we have been on this journey ourselves. We have been there in the moment of receiving the red flags of being like, I'm afraid to acknowledge that that was a red flag. We have been there breaking up with our boss in this job and feeling like, oh my God, this is so uncomfortable. I'm going to die if I'm just having this uncomfortable, awkward situation. We have been there in the unknown of what am I going to do next? And how am I going to find that thing? I don't know, but I'm going to use these tools and my strategy and authority. I'm going to work in these modalities. We have gone through this journey and we are so excited to empower others and to be there with others as they go on this journey as well. Yeah. And I just want to say we have been there with making, jumping off the cliff and having zero money to mm-hmm. make this make sense. We've been there with having credit cards that are supporting our whole life for a year or two and still having to figure it out because we're not willing to sacrifice ourselves any longer. And you know, this and then coming through the other side of that and making more money than we could have ever made in our past careers. So knowing that it is possible and we it happens all the time, all the time. It just requires bravery and it requires clarity. And those two things together, clarity and then bravery, that's the recipe. And human design is so freaking, it's a game changer. It fast tracks the whole thing. I'm going to get those words tattooed on either one of my arms. (laughs) Clarity, bravery, let's do this shit. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) So we could not be more passionate about this course or in this program, we could not be more passionate about just this time 
in life that we are here to be this catalyst and help this change happen. And we are so excited to see what this transition brings for you in your life and where this road leads. The time is now and we love you. We are so excited. So you can find everything on our website, daylunalife.com or on Instagram at dayluna. And yeah, I'm just, we're over the moon. We love you and we feel you. And if you are listening like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to do. We feel you and we are holding space for you and it's okay. You are not alone and we will talk to you all soon. Give yourself, cut yourself some slack today. After listening to this, cut yourself some slack. Go do one thing that feels like it's you. Even if that's sitting alone, having a coffee by yourself, whatever it is, go do that one thing. And we will talk to you next time. Enjoy the rest of your week.